Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Read with your money, only on Money FM 89.3. Ladies, it is time to get into the driver's seat of your life and your career. Today we are reading Reinvent 4.0. Happy International Day, Women's Day, everybody. I'm Michelle Martin, and today I'm joined by the author of Reinvent 4.0, Adeline Tia. So maybe you're listening in and you're thinking, you know, I am very tired, Michelle. I am so weary when I think of work because I have all these ideas that I just keep bringing to my company and nobody's listening. So maybe you recognize that your industry is regressing because it has just no idea what smart strategizing in the face of change is all about. So what can you do? Well, my guest took a break after 18 years in the corporate world when she realized that the travel company she was working for was in serious disruption zone. She's gone from a marketeer who is managing a team of 30 to growing a business 40% year on year. She's transitioned from that to being a passionate coach and debut author. She's written Reinvent 4.0. We're going to dive into the book today and in the process, learn how maybe reinvention isn't something you have to do all at a go in a big gulp that can involve, you know, different versions, iterations of yourself. So Adeline Tiao, welcome to Read. How are you this morning? Thank you, Michelle. Thank you for having me on the show. And happy International Women's Day to all the listeners. Yes, thank you very much. All right, let's start, Adeline, at the first step that's needed for every transformational journey. What do you think a listener who wants to reinvent her career must first do? Well, I, when I wrote the book Reinvention, it wasn't meant to be like a career pivot. Um, I wrote it with the intention of um, looking at it as a journey a journey of um, multiple reboots, just like what we have been so accustomed to, right? We took our mobile phone, we have versions upgrades. So reinvention is a journey, journey of uh, several versions upgrades of ourselves. And to get started, we need to really be able to, you know, have an open mindset, be open to be uncomfortable with, with being the uncomfortable, to be comfortable with the uncomfortable, right? And, and get out of your comfort zone and do something different. And have the courage to reinvent. So get out of your comfort zone, or at least entertain the idea. You know, you can just play with the idea with yourself. Because, you know, it's 18 years you spent, right? Yeah, um, 18 years straight yes. in the same yes. job, the same company. No. Yeah, so I went, no, I actually went, when I first graduated, um, you know, as a young upstart, I was focusing on climbing the corporate ladder. So I spent about nine years in the telco business. And then I moved to the banking industry. I worked for a few banks, um, global banks and local bank. And after 15 years, and I was actually part of the travel agency uh, subsidiary of the bank. And I've never left a job without a job. So it was really scary, you know, having that leap of faith to do it. And when I got off the corporate treadmill, and I began to realize that no matter how high I climbed up the corporate ladder, I realized that I was just a frog in a well. Because when I started, when I took a break, I was actively connecting with people, building new communities, building my network, um, learning new stuff outside of my main domain of knowledge, which is marketing. So at that time, I got myself certified as a coach, uh, not to become a coach. It was more part of my leadership development, right? As I said, the version upgrades. So that was enticing for me. And then the power of network shows up. I got myself a role as a coach. Uh, I coach people almost 250. 250 clients uh, get helping to place them back to work. 
And that gave me the really the good insights to help me, uh, inspired me to write this book, Reinvent 4.0, because, you know, what determines these people who are unemployed getting back to job was really one factor, uh, a, reinvent, a reinvent mindset, regardless of whether they're from Polytechnic or Cambridge University. The one thing that differentiates them and make them successful in their career is ha- having the, the agility, the curiosity to learn and open-mindedness to try something different. Um, so that, that, that gave me the inspiration for my book. So wonderful. So do you think you had to first connect with your why before you made that switch out from the corporate life to coaching people to get back into the workforce? That you have to first connect with what is it that makes you happy, that you want to do, that gives you juice every day? Well, uh, for me, it was more of thinking of what's next. I have always planned my career two steps ahead. And I was at that juncture looking at, hey, you know, um, the world seems to have passed by, you know, because everybody else, the, the, the organized people are just booking their travel on online portal. And there I was working with a travel agency. And I felt that uh, the urgency of that, because if I don't disrupt myself, I'm going to be disrupted. And thankfully, right, I, I wouldn't have been able to predict that COVID-19 hit. Uh, that was like seven years ago. So during that time, I got myself certified as a coach. I coach people and, and that coaching stint actually helped me to get back to work. Eventually, I still went back to work. So Adeline 1.0 was when I was an unconventional marketer. 2.0 when it was I took a professional career break. I, I got myself certified as a coach. I coached people. There was Adeline 2.0. And Adeline 3.0 was when I reinvented to become an unconventional marketer. I was actually working for a startup. And you know, what is it like working for a startup and traditional banks? Different ways of working, um, embracing different mindset, uh, new technology. So I was su- really supercharged, you know, to a new way of work, right? Technology. And then COVID hit. So for three and a half years, I kept thinking. And when I was with the startup, I was incubated by a bank. And I was also doing pro bono coaching within the bank as a woman leader coach. So that was a sweet spot because I was able to do my day job as a professional marketer and as a coach pro bono. And because the organization has such a strong coaching culture, I got my, again, I upgrade myself along the way to become a team coach. And that got me excited about building high performance team. And that was actually adjacent to what I do because I've been leading teams, right? So how important it is to be able to do a high performance team. So a conversation with a coach uh, last year actually changed my trajectory. He asked me this question, what would an 80-year-old Adeline thank you for what you do today? Right. What would an 18-year-old, 80-year-old? 80-year-old Adeline. Okay, so look back. Okay, what would you Yeah, I I, I haven't reached there yet, right? It's too far from (laughs) where I am. We have always heard about what would you tell your younger self? But that question yeah. got me thinking, what would an 80-year-old, you know, thank me for what I do today? And I thought, I've always been wanting to write a book. That's my dream, my childhood dream. And I spent 20 years of my corporate career helping businesses grow, drive the revenue, build their brands. And I've forgotten about my dream. So I decided to write a book and then reinvent inspirations by coaching came to the book. And I talked to thought leaders to frame my thinking. And, and I was quite open about it and said, let's, let's take a rest and use this book and see where this book will lead me to, right? And since then, there's open new doors, uh, speaking engagements. Uh, I get to coach more clients. And I am still doing um, marketing as well uh, on the site. So never really left Absolutely my Absolutely fantastic. Role. 
I like that. That's a powerful coaching question. Thanks for leaving us with that. Uh, what would your 80-year-old self thank you for doing yes. right now? That's powerful. Let's dive into your book. So in your book, Reinvent 4.0, you give us all a framework uh, to work with. Can you share with us uh, more about the framework of eight? What's involved there? Right. The Reinvent is actually an acronym. Uh, R stands for Risk-Taking Mindset. E is Entrepreneurial Thinking. We don't need to be an entrepreneurial thing like one. Yeah, not just look at job descriptions, but look at what problems can we solve. And I stands for inclusiveness. We are in the multi-generational workforce, right? How can we embrace the diversity? N stands for noticeable, being able to do your personal branding. V is vulnerable, being authentic, you know, being true to yourself. And of course, E is empathy, networking, and transdisciplinary learning, which is about building skills that is complementary to what you do so that you, you widen that breadth of perspective. So okay, that's, that's great. Uh, my I wonder if we can get to the practical side of things, like the key competencies that we have to develop in each of these. I've picked a few of them just to make sure that we have time to get into them sufficiently. So let's say we talk about inclusiveness. Right. Is there a real-world example of, of how we can beef up that pillar? Well, being able to embrace, be open to embrace diversity. Um, let's look at today's context, right? Um, we have got people are living longer. They are living, well, people, the gen, probably we have some of gen, baby boomers still working. We have gen X and we have gen Z entering the workforce. How do we embrace that diversity? And I want to also uh, look at, you know, especially in this time of disruptions, a lot of people in their 40s and 50s are disrupted. Um, employers can actually embrace that open mindset to look at the, the, the experience that the 40s and 50s can bring to the role rather than, you know, um, having that perception bias of ageism. So this is a very real situation that we need to, as an so individual embrace that inclusiveness and, and, and also in the workplace as well. So really, you're talking to employers here when you talk about inclusivity. You're talking about yes, how employers embrace and, that to and, reinvent the culture. Yes, and also as an employee as well. I mean, if I'm the leader, I could be working with somebody who is in the 20s or I could have a younger boss. How do you have that open-mindedness to, to harness diversity from different people from different gender, different, different age band, different racial as well? All right, let's move on to the next area. I'm very interested in this because I coach people. I help people. I wouldn't say I coach. I, I run workshops for people to be able to beef up their executive presence. And so this is interesting for me to pick the brains of a, an expert marketer like yourself. When you talk about being noticeable, what do you mean in your book? Well, I talk about being able to brand yourself um, consistently. I mean, I'm a, I'm a brand marketer, I brands, right? Firstly, starting with understanding your why, um, you know, deeper than that, why are you, why do you do what you do? Your brand message must be consistent. So in my book, I actually talk about knowing, okay, why, what is your, why you do what you do? What are you doing now? And what is the value you're creating for the, for your community of people? So being consistent in, in delivering that, that brand message and placing yourself out there, be it your digital presence, um, getting onto speaking platforms, or, or thought being a thought leader, that helps you as an individual. In fact, a lot of people out there view, uh, they have identity associated with organization that they work with. And their Absolutely. organization is their identity. So when they are disrupted, 
they suddenly lose their identity, right? So the context here I'm talking about is being able to brand yourself as a thought leader in the space that you, you are passionate about. And an associated question with that, since it's International Women's Day, a lot of women feel uncomfortable sort of banging their own drum, you know, constantly saying, this is what I've done, you know, this is what I've done, and coming out and saying, this is who I am. How important is it to sort of advocate for yourself uh, when you talk about being noticeable? I think we should change that, reframe the mindset, um, looking at instead of what I've done is how have, what is it that I have done that have benefited the community? A focus on what you, how you have benefited the community and before associating back to yourself. Um, because I love I that. There's, there's I a think a lot of women would be able to empathize and get that immediately because a lot of women don't do things just for themselves. They're doing it for the wider community or they're doing it for a, a community that they've, they've picked, that they want to serve, honestly. So I like that reframe instead of yes, like absolutely. trying to beat your own drum. Yeah, absolutely. That's really good. All right. You also talk in this book about something that I think is so key and so important, not just to success, but being a good corporate citizen or just being a good global citizen in the world. And that is empathy. And you say, you talk about something called vulnerable empathy. Can you share more? Well, empathy is about being relatable, right? I talk about vulnerability and empathy. Just look at um, example, Microsoft, um, when this new CEO took over, um, he actually look at you know how to embrace how to emp- looking at introducing empathy into into the into organization right he, by walking the talk. Um, it's about being humble as well, not being the know it all, uh, humility to learn and empathize and put ourselves in the shoes of the other individual. So if I have somebody who is maybe less equipped, right, how can I help the person understand where he's coming from and help the person grow? I think that's, that's important, like that. especially yeah, as an individual going back to the workforce or even as a, yeah, as a corporate citizen, right? So often when I run workshops, I hear people wanting tips on just how, how to be with people. And it always surprises me um, but that there is a need out there. People want to know just how to interact socially. So can you share some of your networking ideas? Well, actually, I am an introvert by nature, but because I have to do what I do as a marketer, right? I need to connect with people. So am I, people. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so what I, I do is I create structure for myself. Uh, firstly, I, you know, I, you know, it's not about me. I tell myself, okay, have an open mind, get to know, be genuinely interested in the other person. Uh, number two, I don't give myself pressure. I just, whenever I need to go for networking, I do a bit of research first to give myself some comfort to know who I'm meeting. Ask myself, give myself, okay, maybe three questions I need to ask, two people I need to meet. So I get, build that structure for myself, uh, give me a handle to build a network. And over time, um, I get more comfortable and then I start increasing my, you know, my target, so to speak, and get used to networking. Yeah, I like but to I tell need, people, yeah. go ahead. Did you want no, to, I, I, to that? It's just I need to manage my energy, right? Because I know that I get my energy by just chilling out at the pool and not with two people. So while I, I get out there, but I also make sure that I manage my energy as well. That's an important tip. And as an introvert, I can understand that, you know, you need to network, but you also need to fill your own cup. And if that means for me, it would be reading a great book, then take the time to do that as well. Self-care is really important as well. But when it comes to networking, I like to tell people, 
you know, set a goal as simple as I am going to make a friend today. I'm just going to make one friend today and see how that goes. You know, because at the bottom bottom line is networking is about authentic connections. And that's the heart of friendship, really. All right, your yes. tips for people listening in. A lot of our listeners actually are interested on getting on a coaching journey of their own. What sort of real skills and practical steps can they take? Well, coaching is about asking powerful questions. So that was the journey I embarked on. And when I, I got myself certified as ICF and I got myself into NLP coaching as well, it's about helping, equipping myself with tools to have that conversations. Active listening is important as well. Um, active listening, not just to listen to what's being said, but listening to what is not said. Uh, that's important. So I started by reading a couple of books, uh, get myself um, immersed in coaching before I, I started on my coaching certification journey. And I could actually see the difference between coaching and telling. The traditional leaders, uh, managers or leaders would actually tell people what to do, right? But when I apply my coaching tools, I'm asking questions, um, just simply by being curious, right? Curious, active listening, and genuinely interested in the person, I actually find that it actually drives better accountability for the individuals, uh, for my team members, and actually empower them to want to take action because it comes from them, the answers, versus me telling them what to do. So that so is ICF. really powerful too. ICF, um, yes read some good books. You know, I have a little movement called Read It Forward where I encourage guests to share a book that they like to pay it forward, so to speak. So can you help us read it forward? What is a book that you have read that you have enjoyed? Well, the book that many books I've read, one of the books, I would maybe talk about two books I've read that frame my thinking for this, for my writing. One is A Hundred Year Life. It talks about people are living longer in the 100-year life, the three-stage life is no longer relevant where you work, you, you, you study, you work, and you retire, right? But it's multi-stage life now. And in the, in the multi-stage life, uh, we see a lot of disruptions. People will face many inflection points. How can we um, constantly reinvent ourselves to be, to be relevant, to, be, to, be, to have that employment resilience? So that's a very good book, The Frame My Thinking. The other book is uh, The Long Game by Dory Clark. It's about how we need to think long-term. Uh, we always think of what's next, right? But really helping the, 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 the powerful questions I, I, I shared earlier, right? how would an 80-year-old Adeline thank me for what I do today? So it's casting our vision a lot further and working backwards, right? What do I need to do to get there? Excellent, excellent choices, Adeline. Thank you so much. We are reading Reinvent 4.0, Your Keys to Unlock Success and Thrive in Uncertainty by Adeline THTR. So anticipate disruption, transform your career and your life, change yourself. This interview has been full of great tips. You can listen to it all over again and share it. It's International Women's Day, so share this interview with a woman who needs to hear some of these ideas. Adeline, thank you so much and have a great day ahead. Thank you for having me. Have a great day ahead too. And listeners, keep reading. I'm Michelle Martin. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.